On today's episode of Titus and Tate, we will be covering how the Maui Invitational, the Maui bump is back, Tate. It's back, never all, left. All of the teams that we saw in Maui are doing big things in college basketball at the moment. Um, we are also going to have Tate's Pac-12 update, which we put on hiatus because Ooh. Doug Gottlieb would not shut the hell up. <laughs> never. We were talking to him. I can't believe that was our last podcast. I just yeah, thought I about that today. I learned so much in that amount of time, but I feel like we didn't talk about anything college basketball We didn't. No. no. I asked I mean, Doug. Yeah. Uh, you, you asked Doug, why didn't you go to UCLA? And then uh, the podcast ended after yeah, we got done yeah. answering the question. <laughs> no. And we still not <laughs> sure other than his sister. No, but we loved it. I learned uh, a lot. Yeah, we did not do the Pac-12 update on Thursday. So, Tate, we have a lot. To, oh my God, yes. the Pac-12 is wow. heating up. It's it's cold pour outside. one out for uh, Kim Palms like undefeated teams you know yep. that that's all done R I P yep. that and R I P San Diego State we're gonna hit everything going on in the Pac twelve we're gonna hit the wildest Saturday we've had of college basketball yet this year I I've said that a few Saturday different times I said that but okay. well, when each right. Saturday is better than the one before it You're was right. it not it we only gets better it's the like number wild. one team in the country lose yes. the number two team in the country lose yes. the number four team in the country lost. Other Which teams begs lost. the question, are any of these teams any good? <laughs> we're not sure. Uh, we're going to cover as much as we possibly can. But first, Woody Durham. He takes the timeout. Technical foul. Technical foul. Technical foul. All right, before we get started, Tate, I want to give a shout-out to um, – I, I want to make sure I do this. I, I was going to do it at the end, but I want to make sure I get it out of the way. Uh, the Club Trillion Scholarship that I started, mm. we have our three finalists. I want to I want to in, in, uh, uh, announce who the three finalists are on the show so that way people can kind of follow along. Okay. There's nothing There's nothing yes. they can do at this point. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. You can't a, vote. There's where no, are they? Are yeah. they here somewhere? <laughs> are they going to walk out? <laughs> Bring them in. The price is right. Uh, no, so we, we had we had uh, multiple people. We'll, we'll just put it that way. We had a lot Multiples. of people uh, apply for the scholarship. Had to tell a lot of people no. A lot of great candidates. Yes. I actually didn't read over the application, so I'm just assuming they were great candidates. <laughs> Bill Titus read over those <laughs> applications. He's like, uh, not good enough. The committee sorted through it. Um, if you're new to the program, the committee is all former Division one walk-ons yes. themselves. They they were voting on the, the scholarship. Um, and here are three finalists: State Aiden McQuaid from Colorado. He's he's one of them. Uh, I'm, I hope I'm gonna, I'm going to say this right. I'm going to butcher his name. Anyabuchi Izakudo from Pitt. I actually okay. think I nailed it. Yeah, I think um, he did too. Izakudo. Yeah. Uh, Anyabuchi Izakudo from from Pitt and Tate Clayton. Wow, from, that's from Mississippi State. Wow, my. Family name, the Clayton family. That's mm-hmm. my dad's mom's maiden name, Clayton. And your then, dad's mom, so your yeah, grandma, and then grandma. Yeah, yeah, my grandma. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's no longer with us. Rest in peace. Uh, but Clayton family, and then we also have uh, Tate, which is also you know lineage. That's gentleman. your name. Yeah, I that's believe. my name. So wow, who? Well, there you thought? go, Tate Clayton. So is this fix? Is that me? So you an alias? <laughs> I think I need a scholarship. Uh, those are your, those are your three finalists. I want to give those guys a shout out. Uh, only one is going to win. Only one of them mm. is going to get the fifteen thousand dollars scholarship. Unfortunately, I can't give it to all of them. But uh, one of them will win. And uh, when are we gonna? Give That's the, it. Can so we give it color, out on the show? Yeah, we're gonna have the winner. Okay. The winner will be on the program. Okay. Um, and we're gonna we're gonna do a big thing. So uh, if you're a Colorado Pitt or Mississippi State fan, Colorado's gonna make the tournament, right? So yeah, they're fine. But um, maybe they could win a little more. But if you're a Pitt or Mississippi State fan, you're like, man, I wish I had. I think Mississippi State might make the tournament. Actually, yeah, they may. Yeah, I think they they're may. on the. I I haven't checked. I haven't. We we don't do bracketology here. We just kind of like you tell us. Who the point is, in. none of these teams are going to win the title. <laughs> yeah. And uh, if you're a fan of one of these teams, who's going go to go win the scholarship? Who will be yeah. the first? Four? Right. That is none of these teams. That's what I meant. So none of these teams are going to win the title. But uh, speaking of Colorado, um, do you want to start with the Pac-12 update, or do you want to talk about the big Monday that we just saw, where your beloved ACC title? is now within grasp mm. of the Florida State Seminoles. Yes, every single year I go in the ACC, it sort of happens in the NFC South in football. Everyone's like, I love the Buccaneers this year. You know what I mean? <laughs> but you don't really love the Buccaneers. You know they're not probably going to win because, you know, you have the Saints and these other teams. So in the ACC every year, it's like, of course, Duke, North Carolina, North Carolina out this year. Florida State's always a sleeper. They're always the pick, right? It's like we... we the we, sleeper we, pick. But we like the, the Seminoles, yeah. but they're not going to actually do it. Right. And this is the year that they may actually do it because Louisville, as we saw in this game, as soon as you kind of push back against Louisville, when things Boy, Go. Is Louisville the, the weakest, <laughs> the, the the most mentally weak team uh, in college basketball? It's unbelievable. Bill Murray's in the house. You got to play. Better. He's bad luck. We have to. We have to talk okay, about this. Maybe. Bill, I swear, every game I've watched, every game, every Louisville game I've watched, where they're not at home, they lose. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jordan Wara plays like shit, mm-hmm. and Bill Murray's at the game and jinxes them. I swear, it's every single game. I, I must have only watched three games. This year, <laughs> yeah, I, guess, I think those are all. Those. I feel like yes. uh, this happens every single time. Louisville, like you said, it's not that they lost; it's how they lost. Mm-hmm. It's that they came out playing really well. As soon as a little adversity hits, 
they 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 fold in half. They they are unbelievably mentally weak. It's it's very concerning. Mike Rutherford uh, is back to not caring about the ACC yes. title anymore. Yes, yeah, uh, every, it's a flip flop. <laughs> on Saturday, if they blew out North Carolina, Rutherford's putting out to the it's world. It's so frustrating, Love this man, because Louisville is stacked on paper. You see it in flashes that they should be so so good, and they're just not. And they don't. They have no. I mean, if if that game would have played, if they would have kept playing ten more minutes mm-hmm. for some reason, if the scoreboard like during a timeout, the, the score operators would have added ten minutes just for fun. Florida State would have won by sixty. Let's like, Louisville had thrown in the towel long ago. <laughs> they were done. It was basically a fifteen and zero run from Florida State, where they just started just throwing alley oops to each other, and every single time they decided, I guess I can dunk on this possession. Trent Forrest, MJ Walker, all these guys, they're just running on Trent the floor. Forrest, Patrick, Wal- Patrick Williams, yeah, baptized Mora. That's the only way we could describe. <laughs> yes, what, what they did the class- We talked about the classic yeah, celebration. Yeah. Watch your head. Um, that was all over the place. The Florida State mm. people love it. They were, you know, chanting FSU, which they love. They love that chant in Florida <laughs> State. Like they love it. And they got that thing rolling, which is nice. Uh, the real big. Story Story is that Louisville has Dino Gaudio, and Dino Gaudio <laughs> is responsible for Wake Forest's collapse in 2005 and in 2009. Both times they were number one in the country, just like Louisville was this year. And it all connects. And I don't know what's going to happen because, like you said, Bill Murray's bad luck. Gaudio may be bad luck. We're not sure. We have not confirmed that. But Louisville needs to turn things around. And when adversity hits in the tournament, like it inevitably will, yeah, it seems like they will. They're, they're going to absolutely. They're fold. the perfect two seed to have in your bracket. They're they're going to fold. They, yes. they always do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this team is yes. like we saw it last year with Duke. Yes. Like that's what yes. started the whole thing. It's it was like it's ironic that they are the cards because they will fold. They will fold <laughs> like a house of cards. Yes, yeah, so that's exactly what they are. Yes, that's what we're here, folks. So, yeah, puns and and talking about the ACC. But can we can we get past the ACC? Does it Anything else? Can matter? we get to the real conference that matters in this country, yes. which is the Pac-12? Which I want to I want to start with a, with an opening word, and <laughs> okay, then I know it's your please. Pac-12 update. But no, 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 no. I just want to say I one love sentence. that this started as a punishment, but now it's like fun for both I'm, of us because the Pac-12 matters. Yeah. I just want to start with an opening sentence, which is the UCLA Bruins, <laughs> uh-huh. coached by Mick Cronin, yes. have won five games in a row okay. and are currently one half game behind. First place in the Pac-12 standings. That's it. That's Wait, all I wanted what? to say. That's all I wanted to say. That that is the only note I have. That's not true, but it is the only note that that I bold. I put in bold. That's the only one I have in bold here. <laughs> well, I have a better note for you because our, <laughs> we have two friends of the program that we both adore and love in the world of college basketball. The first one, is, of course, is Dick Vitale, aka Dickie V. We all love him. He tweeted: "The wide open Pac-12 has a big matchup between a player's program, Arizona versus Oregon." Who's also at the time nine and four, nine and five. Obviously, we know that game. We'll talk about that game as part of the update. Uh, but he also says Colorado and Arizona State have four L's. Hottest team is UCLA men's basketball, who have won four in a row. Which people it's now five in a row. Yes, now five in a Since row. This is going into the Saturday games. So yep. This is a part of the Pac-12 mm-hmm. update. So Tom Henry, uh, his name is. Tucson Twitchy is his uh, handle. He responds back, which we love on this program. This is when you connect things together. He goes, Dicky, Dicky, Dicky. How hard is it to look at the conference standings under the heading streak and properly report? Oh, wait. This is the same outfit that employs Mark Schlebach. So I guess properly reporting isn't important. I hate ASU, but have to give them respect. Which, Who, who's this? What's the guy's name? This guy's name is Tucson Twitchy. And we have him on the phone right now. Is that what, is okay, let's saying? get to He actually applied for the scholarship also. He's very upset. But he was the fourth <laughs> finalist. He was cut. He was the last guy. So Dickie V comes out and says this. UCLA is the hot ticket, right? Everyone wants to pick up yeah. UCLA. Seth Davis comes in after that. He goes, hottest team in the country, UCLA. Book it. We know this. Yep. And the Arizona State, the Sun Devils, they're coming in hard. They're like, Bobby Hurley's doing a great job. They blew out UCLA February 6th, like 84-66. Don't hold me to that. Something like that. Anyways, that th- can, I, are, can I just point out? It yes. would be hilarious that you you started. You've done a shift in your strategy on yes. the podcast that you don't have notes in front I have of no you. Notes, you have no notes. No, no, no. Uh, I don't you famously know. during Pac-12 <laughs> updates when you had notes would get all sorts of facts wrong. This became part of the Pac-12 update. Is you just get everything yeah, wrong? Exactly. It would be beautiful if like you're now, Rain Man now, over here. Yeah, now I have <laughs> it. Like, just like, just like I looked at it. You're recalling all the games. Eighty-four the to scores. sixty-six, February sixth. <laughs> Look it up. I think that's the score. That's what happened. Anyways, Diggy B says this, Seth Davis says this. The, the ASU people, they're coming in hard. They're like, we've won six in a row. We're the best team in the Pac-12. Why do you not respect us? Dickie V, Seth Davis, read all the replies. And then they come back. Seth Davis basically qualifies his whole statement saying, here's what I exactly what I said. <laughs> <laughs> they're not the best. They're the hottest. Okay? Not the best, but the hottest. And people obviously were like, okay, thank you, Seth, for clarifying. Dickie V clarifies, comes back, says that there's a lot going on in the Pac-12. A lot of teams... Contending, right? Oregon's involved. Colorado's <laughs> involved. 
<laughs> people people needed this. Dickie V and Seth Davis are the two that you can just like banter with on Twitter, and they yes. can just you can just they catch come them back. in just like a full loop of yes. like trying to explain themselves. Yes. They're like uh, you, you remember like when people would get the Alexas and they would have the Alexas talk mm-hmm. to each other, and mm-hmm. they'd just be like back and forth where the Alexas are. That's like Dickie V and Seth Davis on Twitter. Is yes. You just like set them both yes. up. Set up next to each other and then just watch them talk to each other. <laughs> yes, and it's a feeder system into content. And this is what we need. And we always talk about how do you connect the tissue between all these characters, right? Mm-hmm. Mark Schlebach, we call in this program. Release and, the and, tapes, Mark. Release the tapes. Uh, and a pastor rated Mark Schlebach because he was accused of not having these tapes that Sean Miller was mm-hmm. apparently had where he talked about money that was apparently being paid to someone that played in Arizona who happened to be the number one pick. Hmm. All in that world, right? So this says, you know, our boy puts it out, Tucson Twitchy responds, and the Arizona State fans are fired up, right? So Arizona State, they have some news coming out about, you know, sanctions and things. Nobody cares. About, uh, yeah, the, do you want to talk about, I care. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I care. Because that was a part of the update on Friday yeah, until was- Doug Gottlieb. Yeah, yeah, about UCLA. The, the which update, tends to be the media thing. The media wants UCLA. The only reason, back. the only reason I want to point this out is because I went on a golf trip with our buddy Zach Schwartz, yes. Arizona State alum. Yes, I've, the I shirt right yeah, here. Yeah, I'm wearing like, the Kobe yes, shirt. He's yes. the guy who uh, who had the tweet about Kobe with the flowers and, yes, and all yeah, that. Yeah. But uh, he's he's a good friend of ours. Worked worked together at the Ringer. He's a big Arizona State guy. He was a manager yes. on the team. Um, yes, for Herb Sindek. We were up in Ojai this weekend golfing, and uh, he he brought we we were talking about this this scandal we want to call it. I don't I think scandal's too strong a word. Yeah. There's an Arizona State booster that is sexually harassing or mm-hmm. was sexually harassing um, people, including Bobby Hurley's wife, including oh. uh, an associate athletic director's wife. That associate athletic director was then fired, and now he's suing the school, saying the reason he was fired is because he went to the athletic director, said this man is harassing my wife, do something about it. They said. Yeah, but he gives us money, so we're not going to do anything about it. Um, there's this whole story. It's it's bad. I th- it feels like they kind of have it taken care of, whatever. Uh, but the, the noteworthy thing to me was Schwartz, who is sort of plugged into the scene. He said to me when he saw the story, he knew exactly who the guy was. And then he read the story, and it was actually a different guy. <laughs> Which is never good. That's never good. That's never so, good. So apparently there's, like, multiple people. And, the, 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 like, Schwartz was like, I was certain it was this guy, but it was actually a different guy, which makes me really worried that this other guy. Uh, there are multiple <laughs> Arizona State boot. That, that was the, the Pac-12 update note. That but, again, they've won six games in a row, <laughs> yeah, and they right. beat UCLA But, oh, my 84. God, they're in first place by themselves, yeah, so that's yeah, great. Yeah, they yeah. beat 84 to, 84 to 66. We always, always have to bring that up because UCLA fans, right, they're very excited about this whole new run, which gets us to UCLA. UCLA, right? Yep. The darlings of the media. Everyone is right there with Mick Cronin. They're like, he's got this team playing defense. They had zero mm-hmm. turnovers in the second half against Colorado on Saturday. Zero turnovers. Zero. And if you watch UCLA play this year, that seems like the most made up. Like if you if you told us in December when we saw them playing against North Carolina at the CBS Classic, if you came up to us and said UCLA against a ranked team will have zero turnovers in the second half, I probably would have bet my life that's impossible. Yeah. Like an impossibility. But- but it's not because Mick Cronin has these guys buying in now. The power of negative thinking, right? thought? <laughs> <laughs> when you get threatened to be murdered yes. that many times in a row yes, by you your coach, you're like, I'm going to stop turning the ball over. Yeah, you break them down, and then you build them back up. And apparently UCLA is built back up, which is that is more news in the Pac-12. Um, again, Arizona State, the hottest team, not the best team. UCLA, maybe the, the best, best team, team also not hot, be- but not, not the, the best, hottest. But not in the tournament okay. quite yet. Yes. yes. So that's where we are. But also, Oregon has the best player and is also hot. Yes, because... Um, they're, and are also good in crunch time and overtime. This is their fifth overtime yes. win. They like to win in overtime. Right. But then Arizona is literally the hottest because Sean yes. Miller sweats on the sidelines. Yes, all the time. he so, is absolutely sweating. A lot of hot currently. teams in the Pac 12. We currently, I have the standings in front of me, Tate. Please, are you please. ready? We'll just yes. go through them. Uh, Arizona State, 10 and 4, first place by themselves. Yes. Uh, there's a three way tie for second between Colorado, Oregon, and the UCLA Bruins, the aforementioned mm-hmm. UCLA Bruins, at 10 and 5. They're a half game back. Uh, and Arizona is nine and five, so a full game back is Arizona of Arizona State. But we have a lot of action this week, and we have you and I. Are we are we committing to going to both these games? I think we are. Yes. Uh, UCLA is hosting the Arizona schools. Yes. USC is also hosting the Arizona schools, but USC eh, who cares? Um, <laughs> Arizona State at UCLA on Thursday, so that's first place versus tied for second place, and then Arizona is at UCLA on Saturday. Wow! What's wow! Happening? Yeah, yeah. Well, it, this is the still a lot of basketball left to be. The played. battle for the hottest <laughs> team in the Pac-12 will be this Thursday night, uh, and we will be there. We will be in the building. We will be able to report firsthand mm-hmm. who is in fact the hottest: Bobby Hurley, Mick Cronin. Who will get more upset? Who will sweat more? Who will yell more? We don't know. Uh, Bobby Hurley, my favorite GIF like on Twitter of all time of anyone is Bobby Hurley. He's yelling at the ref. The ball gets hit over it, claps him, knocks him out. He goes down, and you that's can right. T- you yeah. can tell the ref is just like. 
thank God, like this guy got knocked out, and then he gets helped up. And he's like, appreciate it, for you. but it, like for a split second, Bobby Hurley is not happy at all. But he is doing great. Right Speaking now. of uh, Hurley's, did you see that uh, Bobby Hurley's brother Dan Hurley Dan, yes. has been subpoenaed by Kevin Ali? Yes, um, it was handed to his house. Yeah, you got yeah. served at your house. You got served. He yes. literally got served at his house uh, by Kevin Ali for the um, the Kevin Ali arbitration he's going through with UConn because UConn fired him mm-hmm. and they said we have cause. Mm-hmm. And then everyone said, what's your cause? And then we all got to make the joke of, it's cause he sucks at coaching <laughs> basketball. And wow. you remember the story. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah that, that was a good cause. I think a lot of people were like, I don't know, uh, Kevin. Apparently that, that that whole lawsuit's going on. Um, it's it's fascinating. I can't get a read yes. on what people what people think should happen. Because in my mind, like, yeah, of course Kevin Ollie broke some rules. He's a college basketball mm-hmm. coach. Like, I, I, you can't blame a fish for swimming. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, for God's sakes, what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. Um Pay the man. That was my stance. But then you go on Twitter and people seem to be split. Like even UConn fans seem to be split as to what should happen. Like whether Ali should be paid the money he was owed or if he did breach his contract, whatever. Uh, as it's going back, tug of tug of war. Ali's like, you know what? I'm going to introduce Dan Hurley into this mix because Dan Hurley was the Rhode Island coach mm-hmm. as I was going through all this. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But also, he's getting paid by the school. He's getting my money. I yeah, think that's, getting, what, that's, that's, what, that's what Kevin Ali said. He's not trying to pocket watch, but he is also <laughs> saying like. like you got my money, and I need that. And I need that right now because that's my money. And Dan Hurley's over there, like, taking charges on the sidelines. He's like, this is your man's? Like, this is the guy that's taking – this man's taking charges. I'm out here winning national championships, and this is what I'm dealing with. So I think oh Kevin – pay the man. Give him his money. He deserves um, it. That's, what, this is the Pac-12 update. We've gotten to UConn. Well, yeah, that's, so how, that's is, how the Pac-12 update always, works. It's always uh, Do you want to talk about the other teams in the Pac-12, the, 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 <laughs> the, uh, the last undefeated team in college basketball? Yes, because, again, this was a big day for us because we had talked about going mm-hmm. to the weekend, for the listeners that don't know. We were going to go to this game. We were going to go down to San Diego State. We are going to watch this undefeated team soar into the annals of college basketball history. And what did they do, Mark Titus? They did what a West Coast basketball lose. team no. does. No. They put up a dud. They ran out of time is what they did. They ran out of time. They did not lose. Why? They were coming back. Why? And we didn't even talk about it because we are like, we don't want to jinx them. We yeah. don't want to put the pressure on them. You know, these guys, they got a lot. Gottlieb talked about it. We came on the show. He's like, you guys need to go to a game there. We're like, well, we're thinking about it. And then he has the audacity to like put it on us they that we jinxed it. him. Like we didn't, we weren't going to uh, talk about it. And then he's the one who brought it up. And then now it, it falls on us. Yeah, uh, so. We're still going, I think, right? Yeah, I think so. I think we're still going tomorrow <laughs> yeah, I'm, night. I'm not convinced. Like, I'm going to see how I feel to tomorrow me, morning. To me, they went from a one seed to a three seed. And then I still see bracketologists. Again, not a bracketologist. I want to put that out there. I see the bracketologist still have him as a one seed. Yeah. They lost one game. <laughs> I don't buy it. I'm not buying it. They're a three seed. You know Duke think, is the one seed in the yeah, East. Yeah, I mean, admit it. I feel like whatever their resume <laughs> says, the committee is is licking their lips. Condoleezza Rice is yeah. not. She watched yeah. that game. They're licking their lips at the opportunity to, to give San Diego State a four seed mm-hmm. or a three seed. Um, yes. I was as very disappointed. I. I think this is this is this was a game where you talk about when 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 people talk about how like teams should lose before the, like mm-hmm. it's not good to go to the NCAA tournament mm-hmm. undefeated. A game like this is why because you're watching the last five or six minutes. San Diego State is panicking like crazy. Mm-hmm. They are not playing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it it, it was mind blowing. Mm-hmm. They, they were playing like they were down ten with a minute to go. <laughs> I love that you're about to say they were not playing Aztec basketball. It <laughs> really was. Did they have an identity that we understand? We're like, this is not Aztec basketball. This is not. Aztec. These are not our guys. What is going on, Malachi? Let's figure this out. You're playing Cougar basketball, Malachi. Yeah. Yeah. Come yeah. back. <laughs> um. No, but they, they they were like panicking like crazy. Matt Mitchell was like mm. out of control. It was it was unbelievable. Um, and and I was thinking myself like it was it was pretty clear that they weren't trying to just stay the course and win the game. And and they were they were very clearly like Please shit. We're gonna blow it. this yes. undefeated season. Yes. They were not playing to win. They were playing to not lose. Whatever the terminology was, <laughs> it was very clearly like they had a different vibe about for the them. kids at home. You play were, to win yes, the game. Yes. And um, I think this is what you talk about because, like, when you go to the NCAA tournament and you're undefeated, mm-hmm. you do have the extra. You can say as much as you want that, like, you're trying to win every game in the NCAA tournament, <laughs> just like you are trying to win every other game. But if you're undefeated, there is the extra pressure. It's like, mm-hmm. shit, we've come all this way. We can't l- blow it now, right? But yeah, you can. It's good. Get it out of the way. Blow it now, and then now you can. Uh, now we can proceed. I think they That's need my... one more loss. I yeah. think this was. You think a good, they need one more? This okay. was a good loss because again they were down and then they made a nice little comeback. Because again, I sent you the screenshot of the score because again we were yeah. planning to go to the game on Tuesday. So I'm I'm like of course let me check in on this. You know CBS yeah. Sports hard to find uh, the CBS Sports channel that they were on. But anyways, pulled up my phone, look it up. I'm like wow, of course they're it's going to be an L. But then they make a nice little. Run. I turn it on and they make a nice little run and I'm like they were making a nice run. It was I'm just like, like hold up. I understand they, Aztec basketball. 
they were they were simultaneously making a nice run, but also panicking. Like their yes, their yes. nice run was spearheaded by, <laughs> by playing <panic>. great defense. <laughs> it was really by panic. They were like pressing, and and then New, uh, they weren't playing New Mexico. I'm sorry, UNLV was uh, uh, blowing it. They couldn't make yeah. a shot. Me too long. So that was helping the matters. But then when San Diego State would get the ball, they were also like panicking on offense. Yes. So it was just full blown panic, and it helped them and come that, back. My friends, but, is the Pac-12 update. Yeah. That is Pac-12 basketball. It is a it's, it's a full blown panic. It's a rush, and no one really understands what's going to happen in the end because all these teams are jumbled up together yeah um mitri long said uh i I did see this quote afterwards that uh, he did the interview with andy katz the the that's the that's like the is is the interview there's a post-game interview on skype with andy katz the new like jim nance tie that's the Mm -hmm. regular season jim nance tie Mm -hmm. i think if you find yourself at the end of the night doing a a skype interview over grainy video yeah, on with, data yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. with, with, with andy cats your you're like the player of the day yes like congratulations yes. you win uh so Mitru long's doing the interview and he said we match up well with them and that stood out to me because you can make the argument that san diego state didn't actually lose it was just a bad matchup mm. and and you throw that out that doesn't count as their resume okay so they're still undefeated they're still undefeated okay is where i stand on this we'll map that out and they also ran out of time they were coming back they would have won um it just they just ran out of time That's still undefeated in the pac 12 as is the other team that we're going to talk about right now which is the Gonzaga Bulldogs undefeated yes. in the pac 12 and they had a game going into this where we our heart was split this is heart divided on this program because we do love one program and we learned this in Maui and we love one coach Ooh, and his name it. he's the young pope and he's mark pope and he has Jake Toulson and all these guys fired up. They're wiry characters, but they also didn't have Yoli Childs in, in Maui. So we knew this wasn't the fully formed BYU team, but they were also getting chippy. They were also learning how to lose. They were also coming together as a team. Mark Pope speaks in front of the Maui crowd, and he gets his team to answer, like, what do we need to do, guys? And they're like, rebound. And it's a beautiful thing. And Bill Self's like, I wish I'd get my team to say right. everything in unison, you know? And that was what we learned about BYU. We're like, oh, this is a real team. And then they show up. They beat Gonzaga. I'm not sure it matters, but it made me believe it. Oh, it matters. BYU is legit. Childs, oh, okay. Childs makes them uh, great. They, they He's are... the Brandon Davies of this you, new generation. I'll say this. I cannot remember a time when <laughs> I, can't, I can't even finish the joke. Oh God! You cannot remember the time when I'll say it. I'll finish the joke. <laughs> I, I can't finish the joke. My mom would be very mad at me. Laura, I was gonna make it. I was right okay. Now. Here's the joke. Laura, here's right the now, joke. Here, here's the joke. You ready? You fill the. I'm not, I didn't say the joke. Okay. I'm giving you the pieces. If you're listening at home, construct the fill joke the, as you see fit. Fill in the blank. The joke is uh, a pope was excited to see childs. That's Boom. the joke. Boom. I mean. The, there's, There's a joke in there. <laughs> the joke has been filled. <laughs> Great job. And, and there we go. Uh, we love Mark Pope. Mark Pope yes. and Maui, uh, not just the way he coaches the team, but the like in terms of, of the sets he's running for Toulson and Hawes and, and just the, the way BYU is fundamentally sound, as you might expect. Yeah, yeah. Cougar basketball, as we like to call it on this program. <laughs> uh, we love his personality. We love in yeah. the post-game press conference. Um, they they lose. Who did they lose? Did they lose to Kansas. Yes, was it? Yes. Yeah, they they lost to Kansas. Uh, or they lose to Dayton. I don't remember. I think they lost to Dayton. Actually, they did as, lose as to Dayton. I, yeah, as I they lost to Dayton. My mind, yeah. Um, and because we had Anthony Grant, it was two great press conferences yeah. for a losing team and a winning team. But the way the way Pope just like carries himself was so impressive to us. He mm-hmm. he he was he was so much fun at the uh, the the luau before the uh, the whole event. He was very personable, very just outgoing. Um, he seemed like a like you and I were both. We we fell in love with him. We knew nothing about the guy before we got there, and we fell in love with him. And then they beat Gonzaga Tate, and he he goes to the local bar. He picks up a sixteen hundred dollar tab for mm-hmm. all the student sections. Do you see this? No, I didn't. I yeah. did not. No. Yeah, this but is I the thing. totally believe it. After the game, you could he goes have said anything that Mark yeah. did after this game. I'm like, yeah, it sounds like. And then I saw good. the video. He said. Uh, he got a brand new custom suit made for the game, and then he got doused in water, and he was worried that he, he ruined his suit. So, but that's okay, Mark. You'll it's be okay, Mark. You'll get, this, you'll get some sort of bonus. This is a program beating. win, a signature win. These are the things that we count up on this program of things that keep you around. Shaka Smart's looking mm-hmm. for him everywhere, scrambling around. Mark Pope got one against Gonzaga, and it, it seemed like the Gonzaga team at one point was kind of just like tip of the cap. I mean, this is a good BYU team. They're playing at home. They're fired up. I've never seen the rage and energy in fans like at the BYU game. And I say that as both a compliment and both of, I don't know if I need to go there to a game anytime soon because these kids are fired up. How do they do it? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. What, they, it, it, it's like <laughs> their, their head's going to explode. I'm like, let's, Dude, are they doing the are they doing the, the acid that Grand Canyon doing? <laughs> no, is no, it, no, is no, it in no, the? No. This is clean. But I know, I know, I know. Like the Mormons, that's what fun. I'm asking. Because like the Mormons, you, know, you can't do like all these drugs. But like, is there a synthetic <laughs> drug that is not in the Golden Tablets? Is that the idea? Is that yeah. like? It's called caffeine. <laughs> and we're lit. 
that you're like they have the set rules of what you're not allowed to do so let's like figure out a drug that does not fit in those set rules and let's do that and then let's get it let's get it rocking we're chomping gum we're slapping floors we're chomping (laughs) and we're coming for you watch out zags I Two mean, pieces of fruit stripe get you going. They're, they're wild, man. They're, they're <laughs> they are. Good. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, it was good. Anytime, honestly, anytime, anytime college kids get that rowdy. They're by far my favorite Pac-12 crowd. We'll say that. Just yeah. put that down. My favorite Pac-12 crowd. Anytime college kids get that rowdy and you're telling me they're not doing any drugs, like I'm trying to figure out like what's going on here. There's got to be something going on here. Yes, yes. <laughs> what, I what's believe going on? in Jake Tolson. That's what it is. That's all it is. That's all it is. And Jake Tolson, oh, he said that they're here and they're ready to play. So congratulations. Um, I had a, I had a bit of trivia for the Pac-12. This is the real. This is a real Pac-12. Mm-hmm. Uh, not not West Coast Pac-12. Actual Pac-12. Washington. As of this recording, Washington is ranked 57th on Ken Palm. Washington, you might remember, dead last in the Pac-12, three and 12, I believe. Yes. Um, the the wheels have completely fallen off for Washington. <laughs> uh, Still behind Washington State. That's part of the update. <laughs> they are higher in Ken Palm by 29 <laughs> spots. They are 29 spots higher on Ken Palm than UCLA. Who is? Uh oh. Oh, here we uh-oh. go. Poster just fell. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you're listening, we're good. Washington is ranked 57th on Ken Palm as of this recording. UCLA is 86th. USC is 61st. And Washington is 57th. They are only two spots behind Arizona State, who is 55, who is in first place by themselves. That is the state of Pac-12 basketball. The yes. team that is 3-12 and 12 mm-hmm. actually might be better than the team that is in first place by themselves. A return to the mean. Yeah, let's all get in the middle. Let's all be average. Mm-hmm. And let's all see who's the most average at this point in time. And uh, – that is what Pac-12 basketball is the beauty of it at some point. Uh, it's also why it can be taxing at times. But Bill Walton is very jacked up about the Pac-12, the state of the Pac-12, about UCLA being back, which I have to bring this all back. If UCLA makes the tournament, this mm-hmm. is one of the biggest... It's the greatest story in yeah, sports. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it might be. It, might, it, be, it might be the most shocking tournament event. It may show how bad college basketball is. Because basically Mick Cronin convincing UCLA to just simply play defense. That's all he had to do. He was like, just, just, please, just please, please try on defense, and I promise you something good will happen. And he was right. He was I, right. I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm very excited for Mick Cronin to be. All I can think about is Bob Knight yelling at the Indiana crowd, defense. Defense! <laughs> <laughs> That's what UCLA is doing. That's Bob what Mick Cronin has been yelling at this team every day in practice. Bob Knight had no microphone, and he tried to silence the entire crowd. He waves his hands. He's like, shut up, shut up. Shut up. And then he really, he honestly, in his head, thought, when I yell defense, it's going to reverberate yes. throughout the entire defense. arena. <laughs> it kind of did my mind. Oh, God. Um, I had one other note. It was that uh, Trace Tinkle... Um, <laughs> Son of of uh, Wayne Tingle, head coach of Oregon State, yes. was ejected from the Arizona game at Arizona this this past weekend, or it was last Thursday. I uh, was thrown bows, and mm. uh, I noticed in the pre- post game press conference, Sean Miller said that it, what was what was his quote? What did he call it? He said it was a common move back in the day. He described it as a common move. Sean Miller, you might remember, played at a school called Pittsburgh, which you mm. might remember, Old Biggies. Was in the Old Biggies. Mm. So I like common. I like that from from Sean Miller yeah. bringing the Old Biggies back, saying that Trace Tingle should not have been ejected. <laughs> That was just an old biggie. That's yeah, a play on in the old biggies. Yeah, you don't know basketball if you think that's not. A Thank play you, Sean. On. Yeah. Thank yeah. You. Uh, yeah. Any other things in the Pac-12 update we need to hit? Uh, no, I, I got one thing that's about Kim Palm that I want to save for after the break. All right. Well, we'll take a break. We're going to come back and talk about the. Uh, we, should we talk about the game where those the two best teams in the country played each other? I think we should. Yeah, maybe. I think we should visit. Yeah, that we'll get to bit. that. All right, we'll get to that in a second. All right, quick break to get a word from our sponsor, Purple Mattress. Uh, Mark Titus, again, Purple Mattresses. We, we've had struggles sleeping throughout our life. Uh, I know I have back problems. I can't sleep. And Purple Mattress is trying to save my life by giving me a Hey, nice Tate, mattress. one thing I do when I can't sleep is I put on the <laughs> Titus and Tate podcast. It, it always does the trick for me. Yeah, because if you're struggling to get a good <laughs> night's sleep, you got to try the Titus and Tate podcast. Oh, no, no, no. You got to try a Purple Mattress. Okay, that's right. The founders of Purple are two brothers who have been developing cushioning technology for 30 years on things like medical beds and wheelchairs in 2016 they finally decided to use their patented comfort technology to create purple the world's most scientific mattress the purple mattress will probably feel different than anything you've ever experienced because it uses this brand new material that was developed by an actual rocket scientist do you know that whoa an actual rocket scientist whoa. did not give his name but it was definitely a rocket scientist it was not like the memory phone that we're used to the purple material feels very unique because it's both firm and soft at the same time so it keeps everything supported while still feeling very comfortable do you think there are more rocket scientists or brain surgeons in the world 
I'll look that up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think it is. Uh, for a hundred night free risk trial, a risk free trial. Uh, if you're not fully satisfied, you can return your mattress for a full refund, backed by a ten year warranty, free shipping and returns as well, and a free in home setup and old mattress removal. You're going to love Purple, and right now our listeners will get a free Purple pillow with the purchase of a mattress. That's in addition to the great free gifts they're offering site wide. Just text Tate to eight four eight eight eight. The only way to get this free pillow is to text Tate eight four eight eight eight. That's T A T E. My name eight four eight eight eight. Message and data rates may apply. I've decided on the people in Chicago were very uh, intrigued by this whole idea about the uh, promo codes. By the way, yeah, a lot of a lot yeah. of people asking questions about this. They want tits. <laughs> the promo code. <laughs> the people of Chicago want tits. Yeah, the promo. Code. I've decided on brain surgeons. By the way, I think there I think there have to be more brain surgeons. But we we need to we need to figure that out as a society. I will not. Read we equate it. the two. Which one is harder? Purple. Give us the name of the rocket scientist. <laughs> Release the tapes. Give us the name. Quick break to talk about Liquid IV. Liquid IV has an easy, healthy fix for winter dehydration. One stick and 16 ounces of water hydrates you two to three times faster and more efficiently than water alone. Plus, you get the added bonus of vitamin C, vitamin B3, vitamin vitamin B6, vitamin B5, vitamin B12, all the other vitamins <laughs> in the world. Uh, if you're dehydrated, try Liquid IV. It's the fastest, most efficient way to stay hydrated. It can provide the same hydration as drinking two to three bottles of water. It fuels through tough workouts, helps prevent muscle fatigue, and promotes healthy post-workout recovery. Plus, it contains five essential vitamins, more vitamin C than an orange, and has as much potassium, Tate, get this, mm. as a banana. Oh, wow, I love bananas. All you have to do is take one stick, put in your water, vitamins, and potassium, might as well eat a banana and orange, <laughs> but you're drinking instead, Tate. Yes. Uh, healthier and traditional than sugary sports drinks, no artificial flavors uh, or preservatives like Pedialyte or Gatorade. They sent us boxes of this, Tate. What is your endorsement? Make, tell the people your thoughts on Liquid IV. Well, let's be quite honest. I wanted to use all the Liquid IV, but mm -hmm. I have roommates. And when I came back home, they had opened my mail, which is illegal, and they had, had taken the Liquid IV, had had it, and then went out and left me at home because I was busy watching beautiful college basketball games. So, so my endorsement is that my roommates <laughs> loved it. They loved it. The roommates, I, the roommates I, loved it. I, they loved it. I, uh, I, I drank some today before I went on my run. Uh, <laughs> I, I've been, I've been doing long runs lately. Um, always. Because yeah, like since kind of I've always. known you, you've always been. Running. Yeah. Uh, in my my limiting factor is I'm I, I like to exercise, but I'm also an idiot. So like I never really hydrate enough, and I I mm. always go on long runs, and I'll always just stop because I can't. I'm I'm dehydrated. So I did a little liquid IV, took a big swig, Bang. and this time I stopped because I'm fat and and out of shape, and instead of <laughs> that's why I didn't start running. Yeah. Yeah, so it wasn't because I was dehydrated this time. That was a nice little change of pace. Uh, get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code Tate at checkout. Hey, there it is. That's 25% off anything. You have to figure out how to use your name, man. Yeah, I don't it's, know. It's fantastic. T2. <laughs> it's the internet. Again, why, why are we limiting it to four characters? Like, couldn't you make the... I don't know. Couldn't don't you know. make the I promo code Ayahuasca if you wanted to? Uh, <laughs> I don't understand. That's 25% off anything you order on Liquid IV's website. Just go to liquidiv.com and enter promo code Tate to save 25% and get better hydration. That's liquidiv.com, promo code Tate. Don't wait. Start properly hydrating today. We'll see. Maybe that's why it rhymed. Don't wait. All right, Tate, uh, before we get to the Kansas-Baylor game, I, I do want to do this. I forgot to do uh, We will never talk about this game. Talk about In fact, game. for all the Baylor fans, just turn it off right now. We're never going to get to this game. <laughs> no, no, we I'm are. Kidding. We're gonna I, I forgot to – I wanted to do this with the Pac-12 thing. And, and, and then Is Scott God, Drew we'll a good coach? We're going to God, we'll figure on. that out. Um, I printed off I – Googled, I, I Googled <laughs> Pac-12 headlines – I Googled Pac-12 basketball, clicked on the news tab, and then I ripped some headlines for now it. Now you're understanding the Pac-12. Yes. This is, this and I is thought how, it was hilarious. Yeah. So I wanted to read these I headlines. I have my computer here. Because the LA Times <laughs> said, UCLA quickly transforming into one of the Pac-12's most feared teams. Yes. Uh, SI, the Pac-12, said uh, their, their headline said, Pac-12 basketball notebook. Does anybody want to win this thing? <laughs> no. Um, no. Pac-12.com says, Pac-12 introduces new flex pass for the 2020 men's basketball tournament. That's exciting stuff in the <laughs> yes, Pac-12. Yes, and then Let me use my reflexes and not go. And then Googling Pac-12 basketball turned up this headline, the Pac-12 finally has 12 football head coaches for now. <laughs> <laughs> for now. So those are the headlines of Pac-12 basketball. I, Pac I'm about to do that at the Pac-12. Who's leaving the Pac-12 next? That's, we'll find out next week. Let's talk about the Kansas-Baylor game. Kansas yes. beats Baylor at Baylor. Yes. Baylor's 23-game winning streak mm. is snapped. Kansas uh, solidifies their position as the best team in college basketball. Have um, been. They have been all year. All year. 
Yeah, we just didn't want to put the pressure on him. Have been the best. Like team. we said, the Maui bump yes. is coming to fruition. Let's let's, let's revisit who was in Maui. Team. Okay. We have Kansas, who is the number one team in the country now. Okay, yeah, that's been the best out. team all year. Yeah, we have Dayton, the only team in the country that has not lost in Maybe regulation. Maybe the third best team Maybe. behind Gonzaga. Yeah. Okay. Have not lost in regulation. They're the only team in the country now, okay. other than San Diego State, which doesn't know, count. Doesn't count. It, it, it doesn't it, it, count. Bad matchup. Uh, BYU, who's the hot new thing. Yes, yeah, they're, yeah. They're, the they're, young pope. they're coming up. Yeah. Uh, UCLA, who's the real like the, the greatest story in sports. <laughs> <laughs> then we have Georgia. Who did you see Anthony uh, Edwards uh, dunk on yes, Vanderbilt? Yes. Do you know Georgia's in third place in the SEC right now? I do know. The, I mean, in, I'm in, joking. That's not. Oh, true. I was gonna say like I do know that they won a game. I think I was gonna say <laughs> I don't know what they are in the rankings, and we also know that they should have lost to Shaman. I think they're can like. I think they're like next to last. I think they're like next. Georgia should have lost to Shaman. Yeah, they should have. They won yeah. eighty to seventy-seven. Again, don't check the facts, but on somewhere, no, let's say November twenty-seventh, they lost or they won eighty it's to seventy-seven. Right. Hit a three to win the game, and Tom Green acted like they won by thirty points. Yeah, he did. For the record, yeah. um, and they're third in the SEC. Michigan State, man, Virginia Tech. Smoked by Duke. Chaminade is Chaminade's actually undefeated. Did you know that? In, no. In AI, I just made that up. Oh, I um, hope so. I, I love that every time I say. Go that, silver like, swords. Yeah. I mean, honestly, you have to look like you believe uh, anything. Maybe. Um, I got no notes. I don't know. But yeah, the, Ma- the, Ma- the Maui bump is back. Kansas is the best team in the country. Tate. Uh, uh, Azabuke is has has established himself as mm. he, he's suddenly getting Player of the Year buzz from just the not just from this one game, maybe from just this one yes. game. Well, I don't know. He's having a great year, obviously, are but like for the Player yeah. of the Year and Azabuke, you know, we know him. He's a familiar character, and in right. fact, he gave the perfect message to the haters, which was basically like, "I hear all the noise. I hear all these people mm-hmm. trying to say I can't move my feet. You think I can't move my feet? You think I can't shuffle my feet? Watch me shuffle my feet." Which to me, I say, I'm pretty sure those are all the coaches just telling you that <laughs> other people are saying you can't move your feet. But he listened to them. He did it. He moved his feet. He got a lot of rebounds, had 19 rebounds, had a great game. And we learned why the pick and roll works. Yeah, because you set a ball screen. In the I, I love this. This was my, my favorite takeaway from this entire game was like the, the discourse in college basketball, the understanding. We need Golly back in here so he can roll his eyes yeah. with us at the X's and O's of all this. Yes. Um, the, the understanding of, of schemes in college basketball mm-hmm. is that such the, the bar is so low mm-hmm. that Bill Self setting ball screens in the middle versus on the side has like revel is, is blowing everyone's yes. minds. All that's all the talk about this game is how mm-hmm. Bill Self is playing chess. Scott Drew is playing with his food or something because like he was so much smarter than Scott Drew in this game. And really, it boils down to Baylor's defense is literally called no middle defense. Mm-hmm. They say we are going to not let you get in the middle. Kansas tried to set ball screens in the first game. It was not working. They were downing slash icing, whatever you want to call it. Uh, so Bill Self's called icing. Bill Self's solution to not being able to set ball screens in game one was, what if against the no middle defense we start in the middle, mm-hmm. and then that way the no middle has to allow us to be in the middle, and everyone's like, yes, brilliant, Bill. That's brilliant. And it actually, I mean, it actually was. It's just like, not like, like, like we were watching the game tonight at Oklahoma State and Holly Rowe. Yeah, had like a Skype session with yeah. Bill Self being like, now Bill, the, how yeah, do we do yeah, this? Yeah, and Bill's looking at her like, what are you talking about? We said fucking ball screens in the middle. Like, what are you? Like, yeah. <laughs> like look, old boy, De- old boy Devin, he calls him up here, set a little screen here, we watched film, roll the basket here. We watched film for two minutes and uh, we did, we realized, you know, that that's going to be wide open the entire game. Uh, no, uh, that that's basically what happened was mm-hmm. was they just when when you're a defense that says we're not going to let anybody go in the middle and then Kansas is like well watch this we'll just dribble the ball in the middle to start the possession then Baylor looks at the, the sideline says Scott what do we do and Scott's like ah he's like lose uh, <laughs> guys twenty three in a row we've had a great run let's uh, let's uh, wrap this thing um, up. So Baylor and Kansas are now tied atop the Big Twelve. Baylor has Scott Drew has never won. I, I assume Baylor hasn't either. Uh, Scott, Scott Drew has never won a Big Twelve regular season or tournament title. Mm-hmm. He's never made a Final Four. Tate. That's... I want this streak to continue so badly because this would be so perfect if Baylor has like a season for the ages, a season where they're the number one team for a long mm-hmm. time, where they're so so good, and yet the Scott Drew streak continues of him not actually winning anything, and then we can continue to ask, is he a good coach? I don't know. We need more time. Well, the best thing that he did in this game was he didn't make any adjustments. So the good news is that maybe, just maybe, in the tournament, if they play each other in championship, he can make those adjustments, and then they can win the tournament, and he gets I one get, of those championships. I'm getting some serious 2014 uh, Florida vibes from, from Baylor. Baylor. Yeah, we're like, that's not even an insult. Yeah. I, what's funny is, I bet some people probably took that as an insult. It's not an insult. Florida was mm-hmm. the best team that, that entire season in 2014. They lost in the Final Four. They made the Final Four. That'd be a great year for Baylor. Um, but like if you look back on the 2014 Florida team, their their best players were like Casey Prather and Scotty mm-hmm. Wilbekin, mm-hmm. and and I think Finney Smith was on the team, but he was came off the bench. 
Uh, they did not have. This was the Showalter discount double check year, right? Yeah, yeah. They had a uh, 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 Michael Frazier, your guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah my your cousin. Your cousin. Yeah, 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 he was he was also on that team. Um, they their only losses they lost at at uh, uh, Gamble Pavilion. They played UConn. They lost on a buzzer beater. I want to say it was Shabazz hit it. I think it, it was probably Shabazz. Yeah, because mm-hmm. he had the bum ankle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shabazz hit it with the bum ankle, and then um, they lost at Wisconsin. Who was also a Final Four team yes. that year, and then they lost to UConn again in the Final Four. The point is, they had like an unbelievable <laughs> season. They went to the Final Four. They went eighteen and zero in the SEC, and they are going to be forgotten in in time. Like as as time progresses, no one is ever going to look back on twenty fourteen Florida and be like, "That's a that's a hell of a college basketball team." What? I feel like the same thing's going to happen to Butler, or to Baylor because they don't have any guys that are going to mm-hmm. be in the NBA in seven years that you would say like that guy's an NBA player. Um, and you're going to look back on this season when they they go. 36 and and or 35 and 3 or whatever it is mm-hmm. is their final record and you're just going to be like, "Yeah, I'm not, I'm not impressed." Yeah, and transfers aren't as sexy as like a Perry Ellis or any yeah. of these other guys like yeah. they had back in the day, Quincy AC where you just kind of like knew these Baylor faces and you were like, "I can't believe that guy plays at Baylor. What a what a fascinating mm-hmm. situation this year." I mean, obviously we know the names. We know the You said you said Perry Ellis. You meant uh, uh, Perry Jones. Perry Jones, yeah. But yeah. Perry Ellis someone, is a clothing Perry, brand yeah. and yeah. maybe they should sponsor the show because yeah. obviously without notes on the top of my mind. Yeah. Perry Jones, Quincy AC, all great guys that went to Baylor back in the day. Like you said, there's no face to this Baylor team other than Scott Drew. We all know Scott Drew is on the line of being good mm-hmm. or being great or being whatever. He also is at a point where he's got to get over the hump. So this is a Final Four type year. I think if they made the Final Four, people will remember, which is interesting by the Florida yeah, team that so. people don't remember. They don't, them, well, because they, they, they had the, the – yeah, it was a weird thing. Cause well, 2014 was a they, bad they tournament. Do, they did back-to-back Elite Eights, I want to say, mm-hmm. with that same core, like the Patrick Young mm-hmm. – um, Patrick Kate, Young, the strongest man Wilbur in college Ken, basketball. Wilbur Young and uh, uh, Prather, I think, were the three seniors, and mm. they went to like three straight elite eights, and then they finally made the final four. They, but but it was also like kind of a choke job because they should have like Boatwright put the clamps on Wilbur mm-hmm. Um I remember this very vividly, obviously, because I, I was I was heartbroken. I love that Florida team, uh, but but it was sort of a choke job in the sense that you felt like it was inevitable that they were going to to win the thing because like UConn mm-hmm. was not a high highly seeded team kentucky was not a highly seeded yeah team. kentucky was like an eight seed or yeah something like right that. yeah um so the final four had opened up and it was like this is florida's to lose and then they blew it and i think that's probably part of it but uh yeah i, I i'm not i don't say that as a bad thing with baylor i just say like man that would really suck if that's what the destiny is is like kansas is now what's the word usurp them yes know, I don't know yeah let's just say that uh, usurped Kansas has usurped them as the the <laughs> top team in the country uh, and the top team in the Big Twelve. So there's like in a, the general public's opi- like opinion oh, of the situation. Oh, are you saying they're say not in, our, in the Maui opinion of the situation? The man who literally yes. tweeted Kansas is the best team in the country. You're going back on that now? I know. I say Kansas is the best team. In no, the no, country. no, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So yeah. so Baylor. I'm saying I never had Baylor above Kansas. Oh, you know, Baylor okay. was never okay. in front of Kansas. Regardless, I mean, I love Baylor. Happy they were the one seed in the country. Congratulations. Yeah. They are actually the new Wake Forest of the mid 2000s. <laughs> if you really think about it. Baptist school, number one seed in the country, but also it's gone. You know what I mean? It's gonna, and that's how it's gonna roll. Uh, yeah, they, they. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I hope, I hope they, I hope they win something. Let's I hope talk, they win the Big Twelve. Yeah, I hope they, I hope they hang on because they still have to play at West Virginia. Kansas still has to go to Texas Tech. So. Uh, who knows? Hopefully Baylor can get a, at least a sliver. Kansas has turned the corner. I'm, I just flipped on it. I said I don't want them to win anything. Now I do because if they don't win anything, they're going to be forgotten about. And I don't want this team to be forgotten about because they're a lot of fun. Never forget, all we want is Bill Self standing on the stage, winning the championship, mm-hmm. saying, thank you, Adidas. Yep. Thank you, Kansas. With Paul Rudd. <laughs> yes, Rudd's plan. Yeah. Get the, get the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes, we the, still want the, this. We still want Bill Self at the top. There's still a chance. A um, big chance. What else do we have to talk about? Well, I mean, that was the biggest news, honestly. We didn't do it justice that that was such a big game because it was an inspiring game. Who, was, here's a question for you. Yes. Who's the best player on Kansas? <sighs> Where do you stand on this now? I mean, it's definitely Dotson. I think he's the best player on Kansas. But I also, I'm an Agbaji guy. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like I love Agbaji. The Nojel Eastern of, yeah, of Kansas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe, but I would say Dotson. I still think Dotson should be the one considered in the race for National Player of the Year, even though I, I don't think anyone on Kansas is really in the race for National Player of the Year. It's kind of like, a, oh, they're here, so they need to have a guy. Yeah, they're going to have like two first team All Americans, and neither one are taken seriously as player real of the contenders. Year yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think I'm a Dotson guy too, but Azubuke was. Whew. I like his mo. What are you, I like 23 and 19 yeah. or something like that. I like he's upset. Was that a stat line? That's what we need. Um, yeah, I I I really like that. So should we do like a a, a quick recap of where we stand with the player of the year? Where do yes. you stand? I will. Toppin Toppin's winning it. Yes, obviously. of course. Yeah. But who else? Like 
Peyton Pritchard's done a good job of of repackaging his case to be in the discussion, right? I mean, yeah, yeah I this big so. moment, this big stage, it gets a nice win. People are against talking Nico, about nonetheless. Yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah. Arizona's the big brand, <laughs> and, Nico. and yeah, <laughs> yeah, against Nico, the everyone's everyone wants to stop Nico. Uh, anyways, how dare you? Can we go back? To how the dare pack? you? Are we already back in the Pac-12? Uh, yeah, so I guess Peyton Pritchard. That's an exciting run. People are excited about it. as a bouquet, like you says, entered the race, but like. There's no one that's really Garza is like people are going are are turning Miles on Powell Garza. We talked about before. People are turning on Garza because Iowa isn't winning quite as much. They're still winning, yeah. but not quite as much. Uh, I think the the secret is out that that team plays zero defense mm-hmm. whatsoever, and Garza himself plays zero defense. So the like, Marquette he, he puts fans, up great by being so abrasive, they've turned yeah. people away to Marcus. Howard. Marquette fans are holding all sorts <laughs> of media people. At They're gunpoint. so mad right now. They're like, "We did not do this. You did this." No, we're kidding. All the all the media that love. Uh, Marcus Howard are being held at gunpoint by Mark. Mark <laughs> yes, yes, tweet it. <laughs> tweet out the. You will tweet that. Um, but but yeah, it's it's interesting because Kansas might have the Fran Fraschilla was was hitting this point tonight a lot that that they might have the best point guard and the best center in college mm. basketball, and I I feel like for me the only two guys like the only point guard that I would I like better than Dotson is maybe Peyton Pritchard, and the only big guy I would like better than Azubuke is maybe Garza. Mm. Garza doesn't really play defense. Azubuke does play defense. Um, as long as it's not a ball screen. As Even long that, he's gotten better. He's gotten better at that, though. As long as someone calls him out for not moving his feet, yeah, right. uh, then he will play defense. Yeah. Yes. So whoever put that together, that package, whoever showed that to him before that game, genius. Yeah. Um, Great job. So, yeah, Kansas, like, this is, I, I, uh, I, I've been consistent with this. You've also been consistent with this. We think they're the best team in the country. We have all yes. season. We Since we saw them in Maui, they're, they they passed the airport test with flying colors. Mm-hmm. They, they are extremely long. They have, if they do have the best point guard and best center, or if a second best point guard, second best, whatever it is, they also play the best defense in the country. Mm-hmm. They've played by far the hardest schedule in the country. Um, I don't know. It seems to me that Kansas is pretty clearly the best team, and, uh, that's that's where I've arrived. And DeSouza is going to come back, you know. That I is mean, true. <laughs> I mean, like you know, he did. And all of this has happened. <laughs> yeah, he's like, there's still he had a 12 game suspension, and he's going to be back for the tournament. So Kansas is going to get better, and I think that's really the takeaway is that Kansas is really good. Kansas will get better, and Kansas is the best team in the country. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, what what other Fair what way. other games we need to hit? Do we need to talk about Penn State uh, blowing two? Penn State. No. I did the. Uh, uh, I feel partly responsible for this. I did the mm. the fake uh, uh, rant Support, where I yes. turned to the camera. Yeah, yeah. Um, did they follow you? By the way, did it work? It was semi successful. I got a lot of traction from Penn State people, like Penn State uh, accounts, like the Penn mm. State Big Ten Network account, Penn State Barstool account, or like whatever. All these little like affiliated Penn mm. State unaffiliated but still affiliated <laughs> accounts. Um, but the Penn State hoops account itself did not bite, so I feel like it was a failure for that reason. But. Uh, the point is, I, I did the rant. I said Penn State is a national title threat or Final Four threat, whatever. Uh, they then lost two. <laughs> they ranked ninth in the country, highest ranking since '96, highest ranking ever. Mm-hmm. But they also had a '96. Uh, <laughs> and then they lost two games to unranked teams back to back. Well, look. Sometimes when you rise, you have to fall. And uh, and I think with that team, you know, the Nittany Lions. Of course, I'm talking about a team that we both love. Pat Chambers, a coach that we respect. I think this is probably the best that they could have hoped for. You know, great for this season. season. Yeah, I mean, it's a great season. I mean, what do you want? I mean, hang the banner. You're having a good year, and it'll be fine. You got a tournament coming up. Did you see? Uh, and they, they they played IU at Assembly Hall. Um, I forget what the, what game that was. That was Saturday. IU's I use think for, it was Saturday. They're, they're yeah, in Saturday. right now. I use definitely. Come on, man. Come on. They're definitely okay. in. Yeah. Um, it was like a ten seed. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> a lot. I'm not a bracketologist. Um, did you see Archie punch the clipboard? Out of his assistant's we hands? Yes, we were told to bring this up because Archie Miller, I mean, both the Millers, honestly, uh, they do such a good job, I mean, being a show themselves. And I think in college mm-hmm. basketball, like, the coaches are the shows. They are the talent. They are the yes. people that people are locking in on. And both those guys deliver, if not by accident. You know what I mean? And it's kind of like, what's the beauty of both? And like, Archie is actually so invested. Sean is so invested that anything can happen. In fact, punching a board is possible. Yeah. Um, on it, live TV. It, uh, it, yeah, it was, it, it conjured up the Bob Knight. Uh, he yeah. should have done that against Purdue. He really should have. I, I, I don't have a problem with it. A lot of people were upset. This is what we talk about marketing and branding and like having guys in the room. You know, if, if you're in that room, you tell Archie when Bob Knight comes back and yells defense yeah. in the crowd, you yell defense harder. I, you yeah. yell, you <laughs> yell defense louder. A lot of people were upset because we we live in a soft society and and people don't like it when coaches get up. Like I mean, we live the, all the pe- the same people that were like crying when Tom Izzo yelled mm-hmm. at Aaron Henry and then they asked Aaron Henry how he felt and he was like uh, I don't know. And then Aaron Henry like bawled out right after that and and yeah, it was a whole thing. Um, 
for all we know, Tate, this this might have been orchestrated. <laughs> for yes. all we, if you if you watch the video, the coach is like holding the the clipboard in a very, very like karate teacher mm-hmm. coaching mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. teaching yes. third graders Sensei how to do grasshopper. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He was holding it perfectly to be punched out. <laughs> it, it very well could have been orchestrated, and mm-hmm. and I am of the opinion that maybe it was. Maybe Archie turned to his guy and was like, "I'm." It was a Jason kid. I'm going to spill the. He's like, the "I'm going to punch that board." Yeah, it was some Norman Dale like telling the ref, yeah. "Give me a tech." It was mm-hmm. Jason kid. I'm going to spill the ice. Like mm-hmm. a lot of shenanigans going mm-hmm. on on the sidelines. He told his assistant, "Hold the board. I'm going to punch it mm-hmm. and get the guys going." That's what he did. And now I use rolling, and uh, there we are. I will say, if you think your <laughs> coach is a guy that's not fired up and he's worried about facilities all the time, you know, he's worried about ping pong tables and things like that. As soon as he punches the board when he where he's been drawing got, up plays, like you got to be fired. We got to get we got to get Bill Titus's take on this. Oh yeah, but I think I already know his. He's take. back think, in on IU. I, I think he's like, look, Mark, like, that's the IU fire we've been talking about for the past twenty years. I I didn't see it with Samson. I didn't see it with Cream, yeah. but I'm seeing it with Archie. And then he takes a deep One breath punch. and he goes, "Now Devonte Cream." Let's <laughs> <laughs> get back to basketball. Let's get back to the real stuff. Um, can we talk about Creighton for a second? Are, yeah. you, are you aware of what's happening with the Creighton Blue Jays? I'm aware that people, once again, are willing to overlook anything surrounding a program for success. Because with Creighton, with Arizona State, you know what I mean? Like No one cares about, or Kansas, no one cares about all the other stuff going on with the, with the bubble of, of conversation. Everyone cares about, are they playing good basketball? Are they winning the game? This is what college basketball is. And Creighton's playing great basketball, and now they're the Dark Holes team. Uh, Zagorowski, uh, Marcus Zagorowski, Michael. Zagorowski. Carter Williams' brother. Yes. Seven for seven from the three-point line. I looked this up because I was... The opposite of Michael Carter Williams. Again, we need the Ancestry.com to see if they're actually brothers because there's no way Michael Carter Williams could have ever done that (laughs) in any game. But we love him. Great triple-double. I looked this up because you you watch Creighton enough and you're like... I mean, they got got, uh, Tyshawn Alexander, Mitchell uh, Balak. They they got these guys who could score... And you watch them enough that Tyshawn you Alexander to... sounds like a, a Kansas like great player that just like came together like a Tyshawn Taylor Cliff Alexander small you forward yeah. you know a point right. guard and a big man that just a very forgettable yeah. year but like he also put up like, <laughs> like eighteen and yeah and like a seven. Dedrick Lawson type yeah. year we're yeah. like that guy's awesome I think forgot about that guy um, <laughs> Tyshawn Alexander yeah he had a hell of a year on the 2014 <laughs> yeah, Kansas team yeah, man. I um, they're gonna make it run so I I had this suspicion and and I I looked it up I, I did I did the fact checking myself. They, C- Creighton has four guys on their roster, Tate, who have scored 30 points in a game in their career before. Mm-hmm. Four times. So they, they have four guys who can go give you 30 on any given night. Those guys are Zigorowski, Alexander Balak, and uh, Denzel Mahoney, who I haven't mentioned yet. But uh, all four of those guys, Mahoney transferred, and I forget where he came from. But he, he scored 30 at his old school. Um, the point is, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty <laughs> you have four guys that, that can score mm-hmm. 30 points. Uh, they absolutely lit up Butler. They are on fire. They are ranked 10th in the country. I tweeted as I was watching the Butler game. I was flipping back and forth between Maryland, Ohio State, and the Butler uh, 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 Creighton game. And I, I, I tweeted this, and I believe it to be true, that Creighton is the best team in the country by far that literally zero people will put in their Final Four in their mm-hmm. bracket. Because that is kind of where we've arrived to. Because like at the same time, I'm, I'm, I'm cognizant of what Creighton is doing. I see that they, they, they completely blew out Butler. I see that they're on a roll. I see that they're right there in the Big East race. And yet, when I get my bracket and Creighton is the three seed, they're losing in the second round of my bracket. <laughs> I'm 100% making because it. Because they're playing UCLA. Yeah, and, right, right. and everyone's like, I love that UCLA team. Yeah. They're tough. We got to pull for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do find it funny. I, I kind of felt the opposite. I saw everyone kind of jump on the the bandwagon of Creighton from this weekend, which I always find fascinating. Like, who was watching college basketball on Saturdays? And yeah. then you see the opinions of the large – like, you know, Seth Davis and Dick Vitale coming in and just being like – Hold the presses, folks. Yeah. <laughs> you feel like basketball is back. You know what I mean? It's like those moments where it's like this one day, this one moment. I, I swear this some is of these guys, there's, yeah. a, there's a website somewhere that just have the uh, an active win or loss streak. For you, Blue Bloods. And you just click on sort by best. And then like whatever has the top win streak, you're like, all right, I'll pick that team. And yeah. then you tweet like, I really love what. <laughs> yeah, Stephen F. Austin is doing. Yeah. Love that team. They're rolling. Don't look now, but Sienna's <laughs> on a roll. They won, you know, and you're like. There's no way you're actually following this. The only guy I believe that follows it is Rostein. He's the only guy that's like actually. It's a lock. And you think that we plan that to say at the same time? Absolutely not. We just know that if any man is watching Stony Brook play this weekend, it's John Rostein. Hundred um, percent. I was I was waiting for you to bring it up. You did not. So now I have to do the unfortunate <laughs> thing of bringing it up myself. 
Uh, the Buckeyes are back, Tate. Oh, okay. I mean, for God's sakes. Yeah, like, yeah, how, yeah, I, yeah, I get, what are we, like yeah. an hour into this thing and you're well, not going to say it? Like, what, what is the role of this program? I do not watch Mark Turgeon basketball. <laughs> and uh, so I don't watch Maryland play. I don't have any time for that. I, I like to, these are precious moments, you know, on this earth, and I will not waste them watching that. Um, but congratulations to the Buckeyes. Congratulations to my Nojo Eastern of your team, Luther Muhammad. We should do, we, this is a great bit that we should do the Nojo Eastern of every team. Yeah. Like the guy that you, the guy that I believe you in, saw for three minutes, you said, that guy's an All-American. Leaky then- Black of <laughs> North Carolina. Lock it in. All-American. But I don't understand why it's coming to fruition. You know what I mean? That's what. It, that's my new thing. It's like, how do I get him there? Luther Muhammad, he got there. I don't know why. I guess he was watching Mark Turgeon coach, and he was like, I can beat that guy. Yeah. This will be the yeah. day. What do you have, 22 points? Yeah, 22. He was, yeah. he was, he was hot from three, playing good defense. Um, Wiggins was going off for Maryland, but uh, yeah, uh, Jalen Smith and I have a good game. Cowan was not playing well, but then... <laughs> He was about to Tate. That was the thing. That's, that's what. That's, excuse me. All the Maryland thing. All the Maryland. We'll fans call that saying, the mellow tremble. It looked really good. It looked like it was going to happen. Yes. And then he got the technical foul, uh-huh. the bogus technical that all the Maryland fans were losing their minds. Mm-hmm. And they said that even though Ohio State was kicking their ass the entire game mm. and was up fourteen in the second half, that changed momentum. Um, if you've been watching Maryland this year, Tate, they they get down a lot yes. and then they come back and yes. win. That's See what they do. They were about to that's, flip the switch. That's and terrapin the refs, basketball. <laughs> that is terrapin <laughs> basketball they, to a T. They purposely suck and then they don't suck anymore. Yes. And, uh, Unfortunately, the refs got in the way and wouldn't let Cowan cook like he was going to, and that's that's the takeaway for Maryland fans. And to that, I say maybe don't be down by a lot. You know what I uh, what I appreciate from Maryland fans is the perseverance. You know what I mean? Because like I put up, I'm like Kansas basketball is the best team in the country. Kansas yeah. is number one. You know this, and you see the replies from people and. People are like, what about Gonzaga? What about Dean? Then I saw some Illinois fans, and I'm kind of like, obviously not you guys, but I love it. I love it. So Illinois fans, let's throw them in there. Never will you see a Maryland fan stick their neck out. You know what I mean? And I don't know if it's a turtle thing. I don't know what it is. But they will not stick their neck out for Mark Turgeon. I agree with them for not doing that. And they know, and you know, and I know, and Mark Turgeon knows Mm -hmm. that they're not going to do anything. But I will say this. But I like this team more than their other teams. I definitely. This is my favorite Mark Turgeon team ever. Exactly. Uh, That's. I don't know how to. I don't know if that means anything. But that's in a world where Mick Cronin has brought UCLA basketball back. I do not doubt that Mark Turgeon can revive Maryland basketball. Um, I, I do love how much Maryland fans seem to be into winning the Big Ten. Like, this is a big deal to them, which is great for the Big Ten because there's still, like, the element of uh, of Maryland and Rutgers don't belong. It's not because they're not good. It they just doesn't don't. feel right. Yeah, yeah it doesn't feel right. Yeah, we know. And, but, and, and for Maryland, I, I you know... They're, bring they're, Rutgers to the ACC. Bring Maryland <laughs> to the ACC. And get them home. Like, right. get them where they belong. That's where they should be. But, and then trade maybe some other teams out of the ACC. Maryland is up, Pittsburgh, I believe. Pittsburgh, you can go back. I believe Maryland's up two games in the Big Ten race. But they're in first place by themselves. They have a two-game mm-hmm. lead. And they're right there. They're probably going to win the Big Ten. And I, it, it warms my heart that it matters to them. To the, It matters to the fans that they want to win the Big Ten. That is that is that because that is something I feel like the Big These Ten. These are new age Maryland fans. The, the Big Where's Ten. Pete Rosenberg? Listen, Get him to talk listen, about what Maryland fans the want. Big Not the Big Ten is the only conference in the country where like. Winning the Big Ten <laughs> matters to the like to the Big Ten to the yes. Big Ten yeah yes. like yeah. honestly to the people in the to the members like you can win the Big Ten and lose in the first round of the tournament and be like hell of a year for us we did it oh. we won the Big Ten so for Maryland to feel that I way for not. Maryland fans to already be in a position where they're like well maybe Maryland is a Big Ten team we're, then. exactly yeah, we're okay, going to win okay, the Big Ten yes. and then we're going to lose in the second round. <laughs> But it's going to be a hell of a year. That is a Big Ten mindset. <laughs> Welcome to the Big Ten, Maryland. You're officially in the Big Ten. Come on, Maryland. You can do you it. You did it. Yeah, win the Big Ten. But Why the not? Buckeyes are also back. <laughs> the Let's Buckeyes not lose sight of, yeah, of, yeah. of the most important yeah, thing. We don't want to talk about Maryland. We'll talk about uh, The Buckeyes are also back. Congratulations, Coach Holtman. Um, anything else before we go? Honestly, I just want to shout out the fact that uh, we watched, or uh, well, we didn't watch this together, but the Kobe tribute was here today. And mm. uh, it was a beautiful scene uh, with so many people there that were giving their appreciation for Kobe. So many great speeches. Uh, Michael Jordan, I'm a North Carolina fan. I'm a Michael Jordan fan. He's, I've seen him speak a lot of, at a, a lot of public events, and boy, has he never delivered. Like, he's, he's always been a really bad. <laughs> he gets, like, really nervous, starts licking his mouth. He just looks mm-hmm. like he doesn't want to be there. And I was, it was, to watch him there in that moment actually have those real emotions live in the Staples Center in front of such a crowd was a beautiful moment. So I just want to shout that out. Acknowledging the crying Jordan meme. That was yes, cool. acknowledging yeah. the meme. People were excited about that. But I, it was cool because I think if you ask Kobe Bryant what's the one thing he always wanted, it was for Michael Jordan to actually acknowledge that he was his little brother. And for him to say that, I thought that was a cool moment. Um. Yeah. Also, yeah, I agree. 
Um, I want to shout out Murray State for uh, blowing a 27-point lead with 11 minutes. <laughs> Changing gears a little <laughs> yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Now let's go to the racers. Uh, uh, Murray State blowing a 27-point lead uh, with 11 minutes to play at Eastern Illinois. And Eastern Illinois won in regulation. They were down 27 yeah. with 11 minutes left. Eight. That is not racer basketball. They were also down 24 with like less than eight and down 15, if I believe, with three and a half to play. So it wasn't like... <laughs> Like it, it, where's Tom Moran when you need him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's all they're saying. To it was bad. Um, I want to shout out our good friend Robbie Hummel, who uh, was was inducted into the Purdue Basketball <laughs> Hall of Fame, jo- joining legends such as my mom. Yes, um, Laura Titus. He finally he finally got into the Hall of Fame. Uh, I will I want to say this now because Robbie's going to come on the show at some point. He's been saying that for three years. Um, I, I want to say this now so that because I know he won't actually hear it if I say it now. If I wait till he's here, then he'll actually hear it. Um. Robbie's awesome. He's I, I'm a big fan <laughs> of his. Uh, he he deserves it. He's a great dude. I'm I I really really like him, and uh, that's the only nice thing I'll ever say about him because, um, he's not going to hear that. So there you go. He'll never listen to that. But yeah. we should point out that Robbie Hummel was supposed to come on this podcast. I mean, I, I've lost track. times and I've times lost track. and multiple times, and he always says I'll I'll do it in L.A. And he's always says he's always he's never in LA he's never no. around we see him at the final four and every then suddenly year. You're we work a, with him at yeah, the final four right. we we do a show with him live on the air where he has a microphone where he can just start recording we should just us. do it this year on the air live like as we're doing the three on three thing um, we should do the podcast yes. on the air right best there. best case scenario is that Ice Cube who hates the FIBA uh, three whatever they call themselves the the, the three on three people that play in FIBA the world team right. that's Robbie Hummel's team he's I don't think he's the captain but he's the Quote unquote best player. Ice Cube hates that team. Yeah. So I want to make that beef. <laughs> yeah. I want to like. I want to light that. Open I want to invitation that to Ice Cube to come to Atlanta. Join and explain us. Explain why join the big us. three is better. Yeah. Yes, than anything FIBA could ever produce, including their best player. Join us on stage and let's all talk shit on Robbie yes. Hummel together. Yes. And he'll drink fantastic. Fireball. We'll shoot the Fireball. We'll change the three X three U. Um, I also want to shout out my dog Moses. Who, oh yes, uh, a legend. Famously on Friday made his pick. He picked one game. He he abstained from the Georgia Texas A and M game, I believe. Yes. Right? Yes. But he did pick the Bryant St. Francis game. Bryant. Um, he picked Bryant to win mm-hmm. Tate. Bryant won at St. Francis. They go on an 18-5 to run to win the game. That in and of itself is kind of noteworthy. But the most important note of this game, Bryant has never won. In the history of their program, they have never won at St. Francis. This is a rivalry dating back 100 years. They have ne- I'm just making that point. Oh, okay. I was going to say, honestly, congratulations They probably, they probably joined conferences like two years ago, <laughs> whatever. But uh, they had never, ever won at St. Francis. Mm-hmm. And then Moses picked them to win, and then they won at St. Francis. So, so um, Moses again. something. Um, a wise dog. I also want to shout out this grandma from Ole Miss. Did you see this video? That yes, the putt. The 94 yes, foot yes, putt. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And then uh, who is Jim Cunningham, a friend of the program. He sent us the shooter McGavin. Happy <laughs> 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 learned how to putt. That's always good. Uh, oh, God. Good to see that. Oh, man. She, she, yeah, she made the 94-foot putt. And as as the ball was was rolling along, Jay Billis was walking with, with yes, someone yeah, who was interviewing, questions. asking questions. Yep. He, was, he was walking next to the ball. Asking, <laughs> <laughs> so, coffee or tea? <laughs> Red or blue? Who? Which? Which one of the Migos is your favorite? <laughs> also, yeah. Shout out. Can I shout out Kobe White? Back to back thirty three point games. Please do. I just have to say that because there's a lot of people in the NBA that they pick their favorites early on and they don't watch these other guys and they disregard them and they're like, "You're not Donovan Mitchell. I don't care what you do." And I'm yeah. not one of those people. I'm like, I believe that there was a learning curve. I feel like you figured out Kobe White back to back thirty three point games. First guy. With the Bulls do that since you guessed it, Michael Jordan. Um, my final shout out, Sabrina Ionescu, uh, yes. Oregon basketball, two thousand points, one thousand assists, one thousand rebounds. Um, sort of a Michael. Strain. One thousand different ways to say her last name. Yep, I, Sabrina Ayahuasca. Um, Sort of a Michael Strahan, Brett Favre situation with her 1,000 rebound that gave her the threshold, but she's going to get it anyway. So mm-hmm. like, who cares? But mm-hmm. it was an air ball. I, I'm not again. I'm not saying. I'm not accusing. Mm-hmm. But my God, did that Stanford girl like throw the ball right to her? Mm-hmm. Like just right to her? Mm-hmm. Like it was way like was, it wasn't even close to hitting the rim. But and, let's be honest, if you're playing for Stanford, you know she's one rebound away. I'm missing that shot. Yeah, so you can be. You <laughs> yeah, can be she's <laughs> getting my rebound. Yeah, exactly. like, that was my miss. That's what I'm saying. This was all. <laughs> I'm this in was, that picture. This like, was all, Getty, give me that picture. Yes, yes. This was all orchestrated uh, <laughs> along with the Archie Miller punting the clipboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or punching the clipboard. Look, guys, I'm, this I'm is all entertainment. All this. This, is, yes. this is nothing else but entertainment. Speaking of entertainment, you want to do your James Harden travel rant before we get out of here? Honestly, I kind of, I mean, you're, you're look, over it. Look, I'm not upset. I'm just saying, I've never in my entire life ever been at any sort of basketball place where people are playing basketball, playground, YMCA 
college, high school, anywhere, elementary school, recess. I've never in my life heard anyone be like, oh, that's just a gather step. That's a gather step, yeah. Never. Never in my life has anyone ever if said you that said, ever. If, and if you did say that, you, you might get your ass whooped. You, you might. You might. And I, don't, and I honestly, nobody can defend you because you said it was a gather step. Because it's a travel and it's a turnover. And give us the ball. You better gather your steps and get the hell out of here. Get out of here. So, and I say all that to say that is in the rules. I, the rules were presented to me. Kevin O'Connor, a friend of ours, yeah. he tweeted out the rules. I looked up the rules to confirm that he didn't like type this up on Word doc and then put it out. There is actually a gather step in the NBA rule book. I don't know when they put it in, but they should have let everybody know. Well, That's what I'm the ba- I was going to give the backstory to this, which is because Tate, Tate comes in tonight. Uh, we're, I, we're, we're watching the Big Monday, and Tate just comes <laughs> in the room just hot. He's, all, he's just absolutely hot. I just don't understand. And uh, KOC had tweeted a, the clip of Harden yes. against the Jazz. The when NBA world was steps, a flame. Yes, yes. The three uh, step Euro step, and then KOC is uh, is is carrying water for the NBA yeah. as he does. Yes. Um, come defend yourself, KOC. Come on, the, <laughs> come on the show and defend yourself. And he's saying it's not a travel, and here's why. And Tate was hot. Tate was like, I, we got to we got to drag KOC on the show tonight. So um, I'm if, with you. If Reggie Bush, a football player, says that's a good juke, that's a good football move. Like that's yeah. a nice like. Come on. Come on, that's I not mean, basketball. I mean, it used to be like we've been, we've all been taught it's it okay. a million times. You pick the ball up. when you pick the ball up. If if your foot is on the ground, that no is your one pivot has foot. ever <laughs> ever taught me about a gather step. And in fact, if I had the gather step, I might be playing right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> gonna, like, you can yeah, catch me. Like, <laughs> I'll, I'll be bouncing all over the place. Like no way, no way, no way, no way. That's all I have to say about it. And it's okay. No I'm way. not mad at James Harden. I'm not mad at anybody. Get your money. Get your buckets. Do all that. But we all know. And yeah. whoever wrote that rule in, you're done. Like, you're, <laughs> you're done. We're done with you. Admit, well, that's my, admit that's who my you are. That's my point is like, okay, fine. Release the it, tapes. It might not be a travel technically, but technically, sure. change the rule. Change the rule back. No, like what, I, I mean, because it, it's clearly They already changed yeah, it. That's, I know. The, <laughs> the, <laughs> that's the messed up part. They already changed it. They didn't tell anybody. Not, not my basketball. But yeah, that's not my game. Not my Bring game. back the ABA. Uh, uh, all right. Anything else? That's no, it. That's the show. All right. We'll be back on Thursday. Uh, we are going to if uh, we will be we'll be in San Diego State tomorrow yes. for or today. If you're listening to this, it's yes. already Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday. If, if you're hearing this, it's too late. Yes, uh, it's already Tuesday. <laughs> yes, we, are here. Um, uh, we are going to the Colorado State San Diego State game to to watch the Aztecs clinch an undefeated season to um, save their season. Really. To save their season, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, if you really think about it, if you're a coach, you say each game is like its own season. Mm-hmm. You, one and you're trying to go one and one zero. Every so we're going to watch them have an undefeated season tomorrow mm-hmm. um, and 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 beat Colorado State. Uh, and then Thursday and Saturday, we're going to be in Pauley Pavilion. Yes, we're going to see the hottest team in the country. <laughs> we're gonna see and it. let me just say this. Whenever uh, I watch UCLA, never have I ever thought that's the hottest team in the country. Well, you're about to. <laughs> on Thursday and Saturday, we're going to see it in person. Um, and we're going to try to sneak into the postgame press conference. So keep your eyes peeled yes. for that. What um, will Mick Cronin say to the haters, a.k.a. us? Uh, but we will see you guys Friday. Uh, yeah, that's it. See you. See you Friday.